Welcome to In the News for Friday the 13th, which is August 2021. I am Brett Verdi from AppsonLaw.com. Hi, this is Jeff Richardson from iPhone JD. Brett, today is Friday the 13th, and you're recording from an undisclosed location. I can't imagine what could possibly go wrong with audio, video, or anything like that. I'm sure we'll have to be fine. (laughs) It'll all be fine. No problems. Yes, the family and I are doing the vacation thing, but I did not want to miss recording with you. So thanks for uh, being here this morning. And it's great because you had a what I call a smattering of coverage for some privacy issues, protection issues, some security updates. And I just thought that you did a great job. I thought we could run through some of these. First of all, you talked about a vaccination app. Now, actually, you re- you reviewed an app, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago or so, right, Jeff? Yeah, it was about, just about a week talking ago. About that. Yeah, we've yeah. had an app in Louisiana for a while now that I reviewed a couple of years ago that you can put your driver's license on the app. It's called LA Wallet. And the app ah. was updated earlier this year, much like apps oh, in a couple of other states where you can yeah. actually show your vaccination status on the app. And it's nice because, you know, of course, you can also just take a picture of your vaccination card. But the right? app is nice because it produces a QR code. So somebody, if they wanted to check your status, they could be many, many feet away from you. Ah. And they can just use their app to you know scan the QR code and without getting too close to you, see that you're vaccinated. And when I discussed this app about a week or so ago, it was sort of like, you know, we have it, will people actually use it? But if you build it, they will come because I've noticed that, you know, New York City uh, going into effect this Monday that you have to prove vaccination to be at restaurants. Yesterday, my my city of New Orleans announced that for a whole host of indoor locations, you know, watching a Saints game at the Superdome, dining in a restaurant, (laughs) being in a bar, you have to prove vaccination or or else have a um, a very recent um, negative test. San Francisco announced the same thing yesterday. So, you know, it sucks that we're here with the Delta variant because, gosh, I was really hoping we were getting on the other side. I know, but, I know. um, you know, just a, a week, a couple of days ago, they, they announced that the big jazz fest in New Orleans, which is usually in the spring and have been put off till October, they had to cancel completely. So, um, you know, the, hopefully people will get vaccinated and the world will get on the other side of this. But in the meantime, it's nice that you can use your iPhone so that you always yeah. have proof of vaccination with you. Um, and then if, if you don't live in a state that has one of those apps, you know, then, you know, take a picture with your phone and have that with you right. or. Well, I, I, I know, yeah, I know, obviously, there's there's going to be some people that are for this and against this, and, and, and we don't need to get into to all of those weeds. But I will say, since my family and I are doing a vacation, and we, we've driven up way north in Maine, actually, but we went through several states. And I was just thinking about this, Jeff, because we, we brought our vaccination cards with us. But, you know, it's like, should I take a picture just in case I lose it? So, Anyway, I, I'm glad that you covered this, and obviously, it's it's a, it's sort of sad that you had to, but just being able to have an app or something like that, and like you said, if nothing else, at the very least, take a picture of it if you have that. Uh, just because you you know, who knows what happens if you lose that piece of paper, that kind of a thing. So that that was great that you covered that. The other thing that you covered, which you did actually last week, and we didn't talk about this last week, but Apple had come out with some uh, protections, or they had made some announcements, right? about some child sexual abuse material, CSAM, or C-S-A-M. And anyway, you, by the way, had an excellent article that I uh, absolutely recommend for anybody that, that you may not know about this or want to know about this, but it's good to at least be informed about this. And your article that you wrote this week, I thought was absolutely brilliant, very well balanced, Jeff, in talking about this, because I didn't know as much about it. 
but after reading your article, I thought it was very good. You know, it, it, I, I felt a little bit more informed so that at least I knew what I was talking about then. Thanks, Brett, because that's what I was going for. You know, uh, when Apple announced this a week ago, I had a lot of questions, and I'm glad that you and I didn't talk about yeah. it on last week's podcast, because after we recorded, Apple then released, uh, you know, an FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions, that answered yep. a lot of the questions that I and others had, and there's been a lot more reporting on it. So, um but I've been looking at this a lot in the last week to sort of put together thoughts on it because it's a complicated right. system. I mean, on the one hand, of course, nobody is in favor of child pornography or to use the, like, as you said, the, the more appropriate word is child sexual abuse material because right. The, right. the key is not that it's pornographic, the key that it's child abuse. But, um, and I'm sure that Apple did not want to have this stuff on its servers. I mean, nobody would want to say, hey, you know, is it okay if I just right. stick this picture, you know, right here right. On, on, on your desk right. for a few hours? Like, no, 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 I don't want that stuff anywhere close to me. You don't want to be playing a part of, of having anything to do with it. But, you know, how do you prevent having it? Because right. in order right. to search and see if this particular picture is a problem, you would then have to look at everybody's pictures and look at all of their personal pictures, right. even if there was nothing wrong with it, but invade their privacy. And so I think what Apple has come up with is a very creative system. Um, I, I encourage folks to take a look at the article because you should understand yes. what's going on here so you can decide whether you want to turn it on. I'm, just for the sake of our argument, just for 30 seconds, there's there's two key parts of it. One of them, right. they're very, very different. One has to do when you have a child, either a teenager or somebody less than 13, using the messages app. If they send or receive right. a picture, um, the parent has the choice of turning on an option so that if the phone itself looks at the picture and says, what is this a picture of? I think it might be a picture of you know nudity or something like that. It will give an alert to the child to let them know, you know are you sure you want to do this? And if the child's under 13, the parent can opt to actually get notification to the parent so that they can you know, hopefully talk to their child and have a discussion about it. Right. Um, that's one thing. And although it doesn't, it does have some privacy implications. I think the one that's gotten people more concerned is the completely separate one, which is that if you have photos on your iPhone or iPad or Mac or whatever, and you go to upload them to the iCloud, which um, you might purposefully do, or maybe it happens in the background just because you're using the iCloud right. photo sync so that any picture you take on your phone shows up on your iPad and vice versa. Before the picture's uploaded, Apple will um, do a, a computerized scan of the photo just to come up with a number, a hash, and they will compare that hash with a hash provided by this national clearinghouse of right. uh, that has the the the, seat, the the child pornography in it, and if the hashes match, and if a number enough enough of them match, um, then Apple will actually have somebody review a blurred version of your picture and compare it to a blurred version of the bad picture. It's it's a very multi step process and it's complicated, but it's a way that Apple can ensure that you are not uploading CSAM right. without them having to actually look at the content of the photo at all. Right. Um, right. And I don't think that this is controversial. What's controversial is the slippery slope argument. And I'm not a fan yeah. of slippery slope arguments because, you know, anything can be used for bad or for good, depending upon right. you know who do, does it. But, you know, people were concerned. What if, you know, we know, for example, that a country like China doesn't allow pictures of the man standing in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square from the 80s. Right. I mean, that, that's a right. that's a censored picture in China. Right. And, and as a result, you know, younger people in China don't even know about that picture because it's been censored for so many decades. You know, can they can a country tell Apple while you're blocking all of those, you know, here's the hashtags for all of the child pornography. And then while you're at it, we're just going to throw in these other hashes, too, so that if you know these are other pictures that we find objectionable. And Apple has responded. This is something that changed since last week. Um, in the last couple of days in their FAQ, they've responded yeah. to that and they've said, you know, could a country just force us to do this? 
And their response is, well, no, if somebody asks us to do this, our answer will be no. Um, they said, we've been asked in the past to do things like this, you know, invasive right. things, right. and we've said no, and we will continue to say no. And so the real issue is, do you trust Apple to keep its promise? Um, <laughs> right. not, not that they would intentionally break the promise, although I guess you might be worried that they would do that. But, you know, could a country say, you know, I don't care what you've promised people, you have to start doing this, at which point Apple would have to say, well, I guess I have to comply with the law of this country. So I do it. Do I just pull, pull out of the country? Do I comply? Right. And that's the argument. So um, so it's you know, you need to be you should be aware of it to know that, you know, your iPhone starting this fall is going to participate in this process. Right now, it's totally, I think, a good process. Five years from now, will will governmental actors try to use it in a nefarious way or will Apple be able to resist that? You know, we will see. Um, right. It's something that they could be doing already. In fact, they have tried to do it already. So that's why I don't necessarily, I've gone back and forth in my own head and I don't think the slippery slope <laughs> argument works for right. me, but right. reasonable minds can differ on this sure. very complex issue of weighing the, you know, CSAM, which is of course horrible, versus privacy, which of course we want to protect. It's tough. Right, right. Well, thank you again for all the research you did on this. As I said, just it, it you know, there's a lot in here. Anybody listening can 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 uh, attest to. There's a lot about this and pros and cons. But you did a great job in your article, and I just recommend everyone just go and read through it quickly. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that we have a post in the show notes, just because at least you're, you're going to be more informed about that. That's the so point. That's again. the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the next uh, thing that you linked to was something that we had talked about before, that Pegasus spyware. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, speaking of governments doing the wrong thing yeah, with their tools. But exactly. go ahead. It's a good segue. Well, it's just, I know that we talked about this before. This was something that uh, some governments were using uh, in a way that they could get complete access to information on somebody's iPhone. Uh, it was, you know, back and forth about, you know, how expensive this was and how much information. It, the bottom line was it probably wasn't a good thing. But the, even the bottom bottomer line on this was <laughs> most of us normal people are probably not going to need to worry about this. I'm looking for that Pegasus spyware. But if you thought you wanted wanted to check for it or you might uh, just be concerned about it, I think there was um, a company, was it Amnesty International or somebody, Jeff? They put out like some some uh, freeware or something that you could test. But, but it's very complicated to, to use. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But there was another uh, 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 development on this from software that I'm a huge fan of called iMazing. And you linked to a good article from uh, Jason Cipriani at CNET about using the iMazing software to test to see if your phone had the Pegasus spyware on this. Now, that, that software free. has been around for a long time, right? IMazing. It has. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's iMazing.com. In fact, I, I let's see, did I have it up here? I, I made a video of it. So if you wanted to go and kind of see what it used, because you can do a whole host of things with the iMazing software. It's for creating backups. Um, you can copy like voicemails off of your phone onto your computer. You can copy pictures back and forth, files you can copy back and forth. For example, I use this to copy files for a trial pad on my iPad, but you could also export text messages off of your phone. Anyway iMazing software does a, a ton of great stuff. And I saw that, I think it was just this week, they announced you can now use it to test your phone and see if you had the Pegasus spyware on here, which I just like, think was great. It's like, a, it's a neat little uh, extra value add that they put into the software here. Yeah, good stuff. 
And, yeah, you know, although the, the chance of any of us being targeted is very small, you know, right. you're an attorney, you know, maybe you represent some big human rights person and you think that maybe you are a right. target. Um, right. It's nice to have a quick tool just to check or to have your client check. So, yeah. Well, regardless, iamazing.com, go and check it out. You can, in fact, you can download it for free and use this tool for free. The one thing that uh, I do just tell people that if you want to copy, you know, your text messages off or some of the other things that iamazing could do, the first time that you use that software, it will need to take a do a full backup of your iPhone or your iPad. Um, depending on how much information you have <laughs> on your device, that could take a while. Uh, I've even uh, done this and used it to where it could even take upwards of an hour or a little bit more, you know, if you've got a bunch of photos and a bunch of apps, that kind of a thing. But it has to do that first initial backup and then the subsequent backups, you know, are just sort of a, a differential backup on that. But uh, anyway, just know it will take some time. And, and this article does a good job of kind of running through that. In fact, he talks about how it did take him a while, you know, like I think about 30 minutes or so to do that first uh, that first backup and then check for the Pegasus spyware. But even if you don't use it for that, the iMazing software is really an excellent uh, piece of software uh, on there as well. OK, and then the last thing that you cover, which I just thought was great, we've talked about the uh, air tags quite a bit. This was a fantastic thread. I was riveted by this, Jeff. Thanks for this. Linking this, to this is great. Yeah, I, I saw this on, on Twitter. <laughs> there, there's a, um, a gentleman uh, in New York City, uh, Dan Guido, who is the uh, the president of a cybersecurity firm. So this this guy knows yeah. security and stuff like that. And right. he had a very nice electric scooter that I think cost like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> and right. just because you know it's such a thing that somebody could steal, he decided to take an AirTag and put it on there. And in fact, he put two of them on there just in right. case somebody found the first one. And he and sure enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was using it one night and uh, he went to dinner and somebody stole it. And so he was able to use the find my app to find out where it was. Yeah. And in fact, it, it's it's a very long story that I won't go through all the details. Read the link because it's great tips in it. Oh, it's so far. You know, some, some highlights of it is that once he figured out the general area where he was, he was smart in that he didn't just go yes. try to find it because you don't Correct. want to get into an altercation. He involved right. the police. Now, the unfortunate part of the story is the New York City police initially were very hesitant <laughs> to help him. They, they didn't, didn't really understand. <laughs> they didn't know what air tags were. They thought maybe he was trying to steal a scooter belonging to somebody else. So it's unfortunate <laughs> that it took him a while to convince them. But eventually he, they did. And the officers accompanied him. And it, they sure enough, they found this shop that was selling used scooters. And, you know, once he got in the shop, his iPhone instantly said, hey, I, I see your scooter. You know, it's 35 feet this direction here. Right. And he was able right. to beep and to show that it was the scooter. And, you know, it makes me wonder how many other stolen uh, scooters are being sold at that particular shop. No kidding. Um, but, it, but he has some scary things in here. I mean, even as he was leaving, he said somebody in the store was sort of very aggressive with him. And put his hand yeah. in like a gun motion, like you know, don't yeah. you, know, you don't don't mess with us. So this just proves, you know, if you think something was stolen, um, you may want to get the police involved before you go try to be your own personal hero and save it. But at least with the air tags, he had a chance to recover his eight hundred dollar uh, scooter that otherwise would just would have been gone to con. So yeah, it's it, it's a fascinating story. Well, I'll link to it, but it's just so great. And he even says the lessons, like you just said, Jeff. And number four, limit your in-person interactions. Always involve the police, even if you have to convince the police <laughs> that you've got a way to track it. Because I think he even said here that he ended up showing like the 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 
the all the police officers like what air tags were so and they were getting excited about yeah he had some on his keys so he showed them on his keys here's how it works and here's how you can track it and then they finally got it you know over time they will get you know this stuff but you know i'm I'm a little surprised the police um didn't understand it because things like tile had been around for a while but um, over, over time police i'm sure will get more and more reports of stolen items being tracked using air tags and, and they'll understand more, um, you know, how it works. Yeah, fascinating. All right, so thanks for all of the coverage on the privacy set settings, protection, security. Uh, another story that you linked to, which I just thought was great, was to, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned uh, uh, John Gruber daring Fireball very much in, in our uh, podcast, but obviously a v- extremely influential uh, blogger for a lot of Apple stuff for many, many, many years. And you linked to a story he he posted about the Apple TV. And he says, what's the point of Apple TV hardware? And I think he was commenting on um, uh, another journalist or somebody that was um, talking about that the Apple TV only has like 2% of the streaming market. And then John Gruber down here, I thought did a good job of saying that uh, nobody really has all of the market but the two percent that apple has with the apple tv is the premium part of the market which is what we've seen apple do in the past this was a good story i thought yeah it's worth thinking about because i mean he was linking to a story from mark german who's a reporter for bloomberg and mark german pointed out and it was actually a newsletter that he has that points this out that you can buy competing streaming devices a Roku, and Amazon Fire Stick. I mean, you can find them for like 25 bucks if you don't get the latest model. And even some of the newer models are only $40, whereas an Apple TV costs like, you know, four times that. And so right. it is <laughs> worth asking why, you know, what, you know, what's the point of an Apple TV? Why would you spend so much more on an Apple TV? But as, as John Gruber points out correctly, there really are a number of advantages about how it works. It works so seamlessly and things built in, right. you know, privacy, right. which we were just talking about a few minutes ago, those other apps, you know, are yes. notorious. The worst are televisions. You know, televisions nowadays will, will, will watch what you're watching and sell that to right. third parties. And you, right. know, you need to decide right. whether you 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 want that. You consider that an invasion of your privacy or if you're if you are okay with that trade-off. Um, but you know, the Apple TV doesn't do any of that shenanigans. So, you know, right, it's right, it's totally, right. it's nice that you have a choice. If you just want something totally cheap, you don't care about the privacy stuff, you just want the, and it doesn't matter to you that it's more right. cumbersome, then you right. can get something that's very inexpensive to stream, you know, and, and even Apple TV Plus works on it. You can still watch Ted Lasso on that. Or right, right. you can, um, but if you spend more on the Apple TV, it just works a lot better. And I've had an Apple TV for forever. Um, you and I talked about this, that I got Same. a new model recently. And I yes. guess it's more expensive, but you only need to buy it once every couple of years. And it works so well that um, I, I think it's worth it because I think it's worth paying a little bit more for better quality. But like right. everything else in life, that's just a decision you make. So I, he, it's a thought provoking piece. He talks in here that uh, one of the one of the I guess uh, uh, what people claim is a disadvantage with the Apple TV is that there's not the content. And we've mentioned that a little bit. But. John Gruber goes in and says, well, you don't buy a Mac because of the content or an iPhone because of the content. It's really just that user experience on there. And I, I just, I, th- that that really hit me and made sense to me because it is just just exactly what you were saying. It is sort of that convenience. It is that, that ease of use. And of course, I use it constantly, even from the AirPlay option, right? So that I can easily do an iPhone or an iPad. Now you can do that with some other streamers, uh, 
devices, but just not as seamlessly. Yeah, Another I think it's point, point of the content. Yeah. Just I don't think it was that you didn't have the same content. It's that once you're actually watching Disney Plus, for example, does it really matter whether you're using a twenty-five dollar Roku right. stick or right. a one hundred and something dollar Apple TV? And maybe right. not in that moment, but then once you want to play and pause and do things and switch to other things, you know, once you want to do other things, well, then you appreciate having a nicer device. Right. Um, right. But then again, you know, maybe maybe you don't care. That's fine too. You get to choose. So. You had another link in here, which I just thought was great. I haven't gone through and tried this myself, but this was on uh, Jason Snell on Six Colors blog, which is great. The best cord cutting comparison site. <laughs> I mean, I guess I quote cut the cord a long time ago. My family and I, we don't even have cable because we really do rely on all these services like Netflix and you know the Apple TV is pretty much the hub for everything that we do. So exactly how do you we watch live about. television? If you what service do you use? We have an over the air antenna. Is what okay. We so you're you're do. not paying anybody else then? Yeah. I, exactly. But I got to tell you, it's you know it's not always as reliable. We're a little bit outside of like the major metropolitan area, so sometimes we we get good reception and sometimes we don't. Um, I've used the Sling TV. I've used Hulu, and I've used a couple of the others as well. And we just feel like that it's just not it's not something that we uh, want to continue to invest in. But I love this little link that you put here, Jeff, on using it's suppose is it suppose.com? Yeah, it's suppose.tv. Yeah, there you it's go. It's a very cool website because when you go on there, it's very slickly done. You select, they have basically yeah. all the possible channels. They know where you are. And you know, they say, you know, what channels are important to you? Maybe your local channels, right. maybe HBO right. are sports important to you, or maybe sports are not important to you. Do you care about right. whether you get all the sports right. channels? And once you figure out the core channels that you want, it will say, okay, for you in this market, here are the best, you know, this is the cheapest option, this is the most complete right. option. And that way That's you can great. just see, you know, maybe it makes sense for me to use, you know, Hulu Live TV. Maybe it makes sense to use YouTube Live TV. And 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 there was before this site, I wasn't really aware of a good way to evaluate the different options. So, right. um, you know, my, my approach at our house is the pay too much approach, <laughs> which is that we have direct TV, <laughs> which we pay a lot of money for. But the reality is I don't really watch that much on direct TV. Most of what I watch right. is on my Apple TV. Now, when I watch <laughs> things on Apple TV, like, for example, HBO um, Max, right. the fact that, you know, I log in through DirecTV is my subscriber. So I'm still using DirecTV through the Apple TV app, but um, it, I know that if I spent the time to do this, I could probably cut my costs substantially just by cutting the cord. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Maybe one day I will. And this website would be a great resource to evaluate yeah. doing so. So I, the, yeah, I, I definitely really trust. Useful. Yeah. I definitely trust Jason Snell. And if he's talking about it and, and you know, I've tried different services and I, I feel like we're still in this sort of this um, no man's land of, you know, moving from what cable, like you pay for cable and they give you what they want to give you kind of a thing to now we're almost being able to select a little bit more. Anyway, this is just a good thing that uh, is, is uh, I think, getting as close to that. And then one other quick link that I just thought was brilliant. I did not know about this. Thanks for I, I now I've wasted like an hour and a half looking through this. This is Nestflix, not Netflix, Nestflix. This is Explain so this for us, Jeff. I uh, love so it. I saw this linked on Twitter by Jason <laughs> Snell, the same person we were just talking oh, about. Where And the idea is, you know how sometimes you're watching a show and they have a fake show within the show. Like, yes. for example, you know, the Simpsons for, for years would, you know, have, you know, McBain, their action sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger type show, yeah. show within a yeah. show. Or the, or the 30 Rock show had, you know, an episode in which one of the characters starred in a movie called The Rural Juror. And so all of these shows within a show, this person put together a website. And first of all, Incredible. he found 
all of those shows within a show. But second of all, Incredible. he got images for them, descriptions, and he placed yeah. it on a website that, in fact, I was looking at this last night and my wife just from across the room says, you know, why are you looking at Netflix? I'm like, I'm actually not looking at Netflix. I'm looking at a parody oh. site, Nestflix. And so take a look at this and you will, it, it is just hilarious. And he's done a, such a nice job of with all the, de- I mean, it really looks like this is a true streaming service that you could watch Crazy. all of these pretend movies. Crazy. And there's an endless numbers of them. And there, there's a way that you can, if you can find one that's not on here, you can uh, um, upload the suggestion to him and he can add it. But it's just really, it's a fun website. Very funny. Nestflix.fun, by the way. Nestflix.fun. This was one of my favorite here. Because everybody knows the movie Home Alone, right? And yeah. and uh, the kid is is playing that um, uh, that movie <laughs> with the guy in the Tommy gun. Angels that's right. Oh, that's right. Soul. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I just I just thought it was great. And then they, they even have this. And then the other one here, uh, one of my favorites was also... Um, Goodwill Hunting 2. So this was from the movie, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, right? But they had Matt Damon appear in this in this fake movie. <laughs> anyway, it's just yeah, like, and, and like just I said. Clear, the title I, is not I, just Goodwill Hunting 2, it's Goodwill Hunting 2 Hunting Season. Hunting Season, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So thanks to you, I don't have 30 minutes back in my life now because this was just so fun to look through this. Uh, okay, so something else that you linked to, which, which I thought was great, something else that we have also talked about quite a bit, the MagSafe battery pack. And our friend, David Sparks, I just thought did a brilliant short review of this. And really, uh, what it comes down to is the MagSafe battery pack is overpriced, but super convenient. <laughs> and I think that's, that's what he says, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, it's just like we're talking the about the Apple TV. <laughs> Do you want something cheaper? Then buy another product. Do you want something that just works really well and is convenient, but it might be a little overpriced? Get the MagSafe battery pack. Yeah. I, I don't think he, he summed it up in this review better than any other review I've seen. And, I just, and, and for him, he brilliant. decided to keep it. He said it was worth it. So yeah, in um, fact, he, he went there. I, I just, I, I point this out to a lot of people, Jeff, because you know, you buy something from an Apple store, they, they do give you 14 days to return it pretty much with no questions, no questions asked. asked yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it needs to be in a reasonable working condition, of course, but David says he bought a MagSafe thinking he was just going to try it out. Remaining mindful of the two week return calendar, which I, I thought was brilliant. And he's like, I'm going to test it out. And, and of course, if you know David or if you read any of his stuff, he's a humongous uh, Disneyland fan. And he bought the MagSafe just to use it at Disneyland because you start to use your phone for all the apps and access to all the rides and everything. So you're going to wear down your battery a lot. Yeah. Exactly. But he talks about now he can snap it on, you know, about two in the afternoon, I think he said. And it gets him through the rest of the day, which is exactly what you and I had talked about. And then at the bottom, he just he does a good job of saying, you know, you can spend three hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars on a new refrigerator. Both of them will do the same thing, keeps your food cold. <laughs> but sometimes he will pay more for the extra convenience. And so he goes, he says, when it comes to my iPhone, I'm willing to pay. And that's exactly why I am keeping the MagSafe battery pack. Did you exactly. get yours yet? Do you? Do you no, have one? I still haven't bought one yet because I'm not really. I'm not leaving the house much right now. Right, but when I, right, when right. I start okay. to travel again, when all this, when when everybody gets vaccinated and this COVID stuff starts to go away, then right. I'll probably get right. one. So, uh, I have to say, I I did do some business travel about two weeks ago, and I I wish I had one. I I, I have a couple of the old like Anchor, you know, battery packs, and some of those others that you and I have talked about. Right, and it's just and David talks about this. I had to get it out of my bag and I had to have the cord going from the battery, you know, in plug it in my phone. 
And it's just exactly what David talks about here. <laughs> well, you know, he, he says it a little bit nicer that, uh, you know, he doesn't look like a nerd when he has to do that. And I did. <laughs> I look like a nerd, but that was okay. I got the battery juice. But if I had one of these MagSafe packs, it would have just been so con more convenient to slap that on there. So I, I'm, I'm really considering getting one. Good stuff. Okay, a couple of bonuses, uh, a couple of things that you link to, just some announcements. One of our favorite apps, I know you, I, it, it's the same for you as it is for me, Transcript Pad. I just saw that they did a pretty big update with uh, speaking. It can now read the transcript to you. Yeah, it's great. If you're an attorney and you uh, use Transcript Pad to read your transcripts, now you can actually use the app to listen to your transcripts. It will speak using the Apple built-in voices, and you can have like one voice for the questioner, one voice for the person yeah. that's answering the questions. And um, you know, I can—I don't think I would use this a lot, but I can definitely see a situation in which I'm preparing for trial or something, and I just, you know, read to me again. You know, these 20 pages of the yeah. deposition where the person's talked about the scene of the crime or whatever it is, and you know, it's, and what I like about it too is the more I think about it is sometimes it's helpful when I want to analyze something to look at it in a different way. Like if I'm right. reading a brief on my computer screen and then I put it on my iPad where I can lean back in my yes. chair and read it. When you just sort of right. change the environment, you, you start to see things, whether it's typos or whether it's, you know, ideas or arguments that you didn't think about. And the same, right. I think is probably true here, reading a transcript, your mind's in one mode, but if you're doing the dishes or something and you're just listening to the transcript, um, then maybe you're thinking of it in a different way and it can occur to right. you, Hey, he said such and such, and I can take advantage of that this way. So, right, um, right. Know, but you know, most of all, you know, kudos to lit software for coming out with a very creative new feature for their yeah. app that I certainly had not thought about. So, uh, bravo. They just, they just keep doing great and uh, great stuff. And I think they've got even more in store. And by the way, this is a free update. If you are a subscriber to their, uh, to, to the lit suite, is what they call it now. Anyway, I'll have a link in the show notes as well, but just good job to Ian and, and his development team on uh, doing that. And then the last couple of little bonus thing, I just thought it would be a nice public service announcement for folks looking to buy an iPad. You know, we don't, we always talk about like the new iPads coming out and for good reason, but I saw that Apple did just start selling the 2020 iPad Pro models in their refurb store, the refurbished store, which a lot of people, I don't, it's it's amazing to me that more people don't know about the refurbished store, Jeff. But this would be a great way to get your your hands on a fairly recent iPad Pro uh, and save a little bit of money as well. Yeah, you can save hundreds of dollars, and you really don't give up that many features. It's not quite as fast, but it's still pretty darn fast. And oh, if you yeah. get the larger 12.9 model, it doesn't have the fancy screen, which I do love on my new iPad Pro. But the the screen that I had before this one was still pretty darn good. And so if you're trying to decide, you know, do I get that nice iPad Pro? I'm not sure, quite sure I could justify it. Oh, wait, I can right. save $300? Yeah, now I can yeah. justify it. So, yeah, it's, it's I've always liked the good way. Deal. Yeah, this is the link. And of course, the refurb store has Macs and iPhones and other things. But uh, it, it, Apple seems to be very choosy on what uh, devices that they put on here sometimes. And I mean that both from like, it's not always available. Obviously, the model you might want isn't always available. And uh, they're very choosing the fact that if it's on here, it has gone through some rigorous testing on here. Agreed. And so I trust it. I've, I've used some refurbished models before and you can really not even tell a difference half the time. And so I full, you know, people say, well, you know, is it used? I don't know if I trust that. 
if you get it from the Apple refurbished store, you're pretty much going to be uh, guaranteed it's going to be as good as it's going to get almost if it's brand new. It may just not come in a pretty package, <laughs> but it's going to be good. <laughs> so thanks for linking to, to that there. Okay, so in the know. Uh, in the know. Yeah, in the know. I love it. We got to come up with a jingle or something uh, do, for that. So my tip is something that I find I've been finding myself using quite a bit while I've been on vacation. You know, I get a bunch of emails and, and you know, they're like news stories or they're updates. And it, typically on a on a, a, a unusual work day, I might read through those messages. But when I'm on vacation, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I can pass. <laughs> I don't need to know all the news. And so I want a way to quickly go through and delete multiple messages. You can singly or individually delete a message. I typically use the swipe function, right? Either Mac mail or even in my Outlook, I'll swipe to the left and I have a delete function on there. And I like doing that for individual messages. But I have found over the last few days, I want to select like a dozen or more messages. Now you can go into like an edit or a select mode and then you know individually tap each message and say delete all. But this is a nifty little trick that I have been using like crazy. If I take two fingers and I just simply tap and drag my finger down, it will automatically and immediately select multiple messages. Now you kind of have to practice a little bit, but it's not like it's gonna take a long time to, to, to get this, but you simply just tap and drag your finger down and immediately the messages move over to the right a little bit and you can see with a check mark which messages that you have selected. And then at the bottom, then it'll say either archive or delete or what, you know, depending on the service that you're using. So that's my in the know tip. I, I just, I, I've been using this like crazy. This will also work for not just email messages, but if you have a list of files or something similar in the files app, this will also uh, work there. So tap and drag with two fingers on a list of email and it'll select multiple messages there. Yeah, that's a great tip. So in fact, your, the examples you're showing on screen right now are the iPhone, but it works perfectly well on the iPad. In fact, I think it Absolutely. works better on the iPad because you have a little more I space agree. To, to use the two fingers. I use that one all the time. That's a great tip. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so the, your tip. So the tip I was going to share today was inspired as I was driving to work today. Because as Ooh, I was nice. driving to work today, I stopped at a red light, as one does. And um, the uh, the side view mirror, you know, the one that's just outside your window, which is just like a right. couple inches away from you. Um, as I'm stopped at the stoplight, I turned and I saw that there was this bird just just decided to land right there. And he looks at me and gives me a little nod. And I look at him and give him a nod. I feel like I'm in a Disney movie or something, you know, blue bird <laughs> on my shoulder, except he wasn't on my shoulder. He was on the, the side view mirror. He wasn't blue, but otherwise it was just like a Disney movie. And, uh, and we, he was there for a second and then he flew on to continue his merry day. And it occurred to me that, you know, so often in life, these little things happen that you just want to, no, I did not grab a picture in my car, but oftentimes you just see something and you want to take a quick picture of it. And, right. um, and so I just wanted to go over those tips for doing so. And some of these folks probably know, but maybe not all of them. Um, when your iPhone is locked, um, and what, of course, I love about the iPhone is it's probably always there with you. So it's a quick thing right. to grab a, a picture. So on your lock screen, um, there, there's a little icon at the bottom right, and you can yes. not tap it, but if you hold down on it for a second or two, right. it will launch the camera app and you can take a quick picture. Or if you swipe, you don't even have to use that button. You can just swipe to the left and that will bring yes. up the camera too. That was a change that was made a couple of years ago in the operating system. Um, another that. one you can use is if you're actually using your iPhone, so you're not looking at the lock screen to it, you can add, uh, if it's not already there, the camera 
to your uh, control center, which is yeah. on the modern iPhones, you swipe up from the top and for some of the other ones you come from the bottom, but um, just go to settings, control center camera, and you can make sure that it's included in there. And so that way, if, you know, no matter what app I'm using on my iPhone, I can always swipe down from the top right and tap that uh, camera button icon. And I find that even faster than exiting the app, making sure I go to my right. first home screen, finding the camera app, launching it. So that's a quick way to launch it too. And then the final one is a little bit more complicated, but if you're willing to do this, you can do it. You know, the iPhone has this ability that you might, and I may have talked about in the past, that you can tap twice or three times on the back of the iPhone to cause something oh, to happen. Oh, yeah. And one yeah. of the most powerful one is you can trigger a shortcut. So if you use the Shortcuts app, you can create a shortcut that has two steps. It's the most simple shortcut in the world. The first step is to um, is just say, you know, camera, take one photo with the back camera. That's it. Nice. And then the second step is save photo to recents, you know, your recent photos, Ooh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. a super, super simple, simple shortcut, create that shortcut and call it what you want, you know, camera pick or whatever. And then you can go into settings, accessibility, touch, scroll all the way to the bottom and then select back tap. And you can control what happens. You can either use the two tap or the three. I like the three because it's less likely that right. you use it uh, uh, accidentally. And then whenever you have your phone in your hand, um, as long as it's on, it could be in the locked mode or it could be open. You could have it, you know, whatever mode it's in, as long as the screen is not dark, you can triple tap and it will jump quickly into the camera app. And then you yeah. can take that picture and you can save it. So using any or all of these tips, you can make sure that when you see something that's really interesting out there, take a picture of it because it might be fun <laughs> to share with people later or to reserve. Now I will give you one warning on this. Uh, and for me personally, I consider this the 13 year old girl warning. Others may think of it differently. Mm, My daughter who's 13. Yeah thinks it is hilarious, hilarious to pick up mom's iPhone or sometimes mine and take a selfie picture with it. And she often doesn't just take one, she'll take like 20. So you never, you know, my, my wife is always rolling her eyes because she picks up and looks at her camera, you know, her, her photos and there's a million pictures of my daughter's face. So, uh, it, you know, we got her an iPhone for her birthday last year and I thought maybe that would cause nice. this to stop, but she still thinks it's hilarious. So, so the, the danger is anyone can pick up, they can't look through your photos, but right. somebody else Else, if they had access to your phone, could take a photo, and so just keep that in mind um, of who you don't want yeah. other people having access to your to your iPhone for a million reasons. But um, anyway, that's my little tip. Inspired yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Of the morning for me <laughs> by today's bird of the day. Exactly. But that's, a, that's a good point because sometimes I think about that. Like I don't want to have much on the lock screen, or sometimes on the lock screen because I feel like you know I don't want to give somebody the ability to to jump in where they are not allowed to. But Apple knows this, right? Just like what you're talking about. It does give you access to the camera, but you, people can't get into the, the photos or anything like that. So it is locked down on there. So yep. that's that, that's a good point. All right, Jeff, thank you as always. And as always for you posting your in the news uh, blog post, it just it's great to kind of get updated on everything. Thanks for talking today and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye everybody.